Uh, joining us, uh, Kristen Shelton. You see her all over ESPN, doing a phenomenal job, along with the Puck Daddy and uh, all our ESPN talent covering the postseason. Uh, Kristen, welcome in to 98.7 ESPN. Uh, thrilled to have you on the show with us today. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Um, let, let's dive into this. As we heard Gallant say, uh, you know, you, we know Carolina coming in, best defensive team in, in the NHL, but also, wow, the Rangers stepping up big time uh, the last two games, both these goalies uh, putting on a clinic, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the big difference in the series has just been the capitalizing on opportunity. And you've seen that it's not as if it's Tibor Teravainen and Sebastian Ajo that are pumping in the goals on Igor Shosturkin. I mean, you're seeing guys like Ian Cole and Brendan Smith just making the most of their chances in front of the net. And, of course, Ajo had that great pass um, to set up uh, Smith yesterday. But in the end, it's, it's really just coming down to who can grab the moment and who can kind of seize their chance when you spy an opening on one of these goaltenders, both of whom have played so well. That's really been uh, the momentum swing so far in this series. So it can definitely be frustrating when you're a team like New York that, I mean, in the regular season, just able to score so often and so um, you know, even in games, just the volume goal scoring they were able to produce. I mean, Chris Kreider in this series has, you know, hasn't been where he wants to be, obviously. Artemi Panarin, same thing. So uh, you, you have to just try not to get frustrated because that's what Carolina can do to you. They can really uh, get in your head and they can just make you question everything uh, about your offensive skill set. But uh, New York's just got so much talent that you have to believe that they're going to be able to get back on track in the scoring department uh, come game three. When you look at Carolina, their first series, Kristen, uh, did not win a game on the road. Of course, we know it went the distance. Uh, their home ice is is pretty is pretty substantial. For Ranger fans that are listening right now, and they, they saw the first two games and, and saw the performance, very competitive. Uh, rate, rate the optimism you think Rangers fans should have as this team now comes back to the guard. Yeah, I think that home ice has been such a big factor really throughout these playoffs. You look at even the other series that have happened, uh, home ice, it always is important. But in this, I think in this postseason, maybe even more so. And especially when it comes to a building like MSG, I mean, there's just no environment like that that you're going to find in hockey. There's no louder, no better home fans. Like, there's just a lot that as a team you can take, especially when, you know, maybe you're coming back a little bumped, a little bruised, you're you're feeling a little frustrated. You're going to get back in front of your home fans who, you know, are, are going to just give you that energy that you need to feed off of in what should be it. I think when, if you're looking for optimism, it's really that I thought that New York was, was really in control of a lot of that game yesterday, and it didn't seem like they were – on their heels too, too much. It was really, like I said, just capitalizing. And and when that goal from Smith goes in, you're just feeling like, oh, we've worked so hard to get here, and it's just not happening for us. But then when you're back on your home ice, you're dictating matchups. You are in, you know, in your sort of comfort zone with your fans. Uh, obviously, we've seen so far in the playoffs what that's done for New York, but especially now, it, it is even a bigger deal because you really need that. You need. Um, you know, being just thinking about being like up in Toronto for their home games that they had, and it's you know it's similar, just a hockey crazed market where the fans are so strong, they're so good, and uh, you know they are the first star. They just you really can make a difference. So any fans that are planning to be in the building, you know, you do have an impact, and you do give these players 
um, just so much, uh, you know, so much more energy and you really just remind them of what they're out there working for. So I think there's still a lot of reason to be optimistic as, as the Rangers move back to home ice here. Kristen Shelton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see her all over ESPN covering all the postseason for us uh, when it comes to uh, to the NHL. Um, let's talk about Shesterkin for a second. Uh, you know, that Game 7 in, in the first series, coming back home, playing at the Garden, I, I felt that that was career-defining in, in regard to starting to build um, you know, his, uh, his, his reputation or his, not his reputation, but his, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, and, and it's lost me now, but anyway. He's a resume builder. His resume, a, but resume not tenure, but, uh, and, and I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm grasping for it. I can't find it. It'll come to me before I say goodbye <laughs> to you. But, um, you know, and, and, and what an unbelievable, I, I want to say 40, 43, 44, 45 saves or something in that game. I mean, just ridiculous. And then, and then to see how he's been battling it out the, the, the next two games as well, it, it's been kind of topsy-turvy, right? Because don't forget, just a few games prior to that game seven, um, he was pulled and didn't play because of a number of reasons. But nonetheless, I, I just, I really enjoy watching him and, and I just, I can't, I'm so impressed with what I've seen so far from him, uh, especially Game 7 and then these last two games. Talk about him and Ranta, and, and you know, do you think at the end of the day it's going to come down to these two goalies? Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing with Shesterkin is that he was so good for so much of the regular season. Uh, he's, he's going to win the Vesna Trophy unless something crazy happened in the voting. Uh, and it was really that I thought the the beginning of that last series was just a continuation of what was, I think, for him just kind of a, a subpar finish to the regular season. He didn't have a lot of momentum uh, coming out of it, you know, didn't play great down the stretch. And everyone questioned, is he burned out? Did he take on too much in the regular season? Was he so good that no goaltender could sustain that level? And then really the second half of the series, against Pittsburgh, it really seems like Shesterkin found his groove again. And for goaltenders, they're going to tell you a lot of it's mental. A lot of it, like, yes, there's fatigue, of course, but there's fatigue for every player. So much of it's mental because you're taking on a different burden, especially in the playoffs. If you're Shesterkin, you've been hearing all year about, you know, you're the backbone, you're the reason that the Rangers are as good as they are. You've given them uh, something that they, you know, obviously hadn't had since Henrik Lundqvist in his heyday. Um, which is really just, you know, that championship caliber um, goaltending. And so I just really thought that Game 7 for him was sort of a reset. It was like reminding himself, I am this good. Like, I am actually capable of stealing a win in a, you know, in a really pressure-packed moment. I can do this. And in the beginning of this series, I've I've liked Shesterkin's game. I think he's had so much confidence. You know, you even look at that goal yesterday. It was just, it was such a perfect threading of the needle from Ajo to Smith, and then he doesn't. It was just such a seamless play that, I mean, there's just not a goaltender that's probably going to stop that. That's just, that's how it is. And if that's your blemish, if that's what, what is the difference in the game, like you're getting great goaltending from Shesterkin. And I think he's just been much more efficient in the net. You see the way he's tracking the puck better. He's not fighting it so much. He's in position. Uh, and it just, there's such a throwback to the best of Shesterkin that we saw in the regular season. Now, Carolina's a good team, and I think that's where sometimes the disconnect comes, where 
everyone will say, well, he's such a great goalie, but you know what? Shesterkin is, but there's a great goalie at the other end of the ice, and that's Andy Ranta, who has come in, this veteran of the NHL who never played in the playoffs, had never had this opportunity, and with Frederick Anderson out, he's just, again, like these other guys, like an Ian Cole or a Brendan Smith, he's just taken advantage of this opportunity that he's been given. And it's a career kind of defining moment for him too, because Frederick Anderson will come back and he'll be the starter uh, eventually. But what does this mean for Ranta? If he can keep playing as well as he is, what does this do for him in extending his career? So it's, it's a big deal for him. And you can see the way that he's battling and the, the, how good he's been. I'm not sure if it's going to come down in the end to goaltending. I do think that the offenses on both sides need to pick it up and start giving their goalies some help. I don't know if it's sustainable to expect if this series goes long that the goaltenders are going to keep standing on their heads. But you're very fortunate if you're either team right now to say we have, you know, you could argue either goaltender has been the best goalie in the series, even though it's a 2 nothing series for Carolina. It hasn't been the goaltending that has been, you know, the the bit of the flaw so far. It's it's other things, but uh, in the end, I think if New York can just give Shesterkin a little bit more help uh, on the offensive side and take some of that pressure off in the defensive zone uh, and get some pressure a little more on Anti Ranta, uh, you're going to start seeing some results going their way. Uh, before we let you go, Galant up for Coach of the Year. Um, you know, as we know, he's coaching the third youngest team in in the league put up over a hundred points now, of course, in the final eight, I just, I think it's a no brainer. He wins it. Um, you know, it's voted by the broadcasters association. Not sure if you have a vote or not, but, um, but who do you think wins coach of the year, Kristen? Well, I, I have voted on several of the awards, not for that one. So I can freely give my, my opinion. Uh, and I would, I would say Gallant for me. I've gone back and forth throughout the year. I've thought Daryl Sutter. I've thought Ron Bridnamore. I've thought of, of a couple of different guys, Todd McClellan in L.A. But when you look top to bottom at the Rangers and where they sort of were in the preseason conversation, I don't know that we thought. I mean, obviously, Shesterkin is a big factor there. But I don't know that we thought that Gallant could get this much out of this team being as young as it is that, you know, that was really the trajectory they were on was a second round playoff series. And you're getting past the Penguins who obviously had, uh, you know, a a ton of of talent on their roster as well. So I think it's also one of those where it's a bit of a career award for Gallant. You look back at the way that things have gone for him, the way they went in Florida, the way they went in Vegas, He's, you know, he's been around a long time and he hasn't gotten this recognition for all the things that he has accomplished. And, you know, the the Rangers might be the real feather in his cap at this point, just being able to take a team that maybe had has outkicked its coverage in terms of expectations and in terms of um, being better than they are. And they play hard for him. And he's a demanding coach, but I think he's a coach that players like playing for because he'll put you know, he'll defend you. We, we know we heard just coming into the segment, you know, he'll, he'll come and he'll say, you know, what he thinks, but he's also a, a defender of his players and, and players appreciate that. So I think Gallant has, has found a way to maximize the talent that he has and he's given his team a lot of confidence. And even going back to Sturkin after having to pull him, I thought that was a great move. Some coaches might've been nervous to do that given the spotlight in New York, but Gallant said, no way we're going with him. He's our guy. And uh, those votes of confidence, you know, I think it's about time that Gallant got the vote uh, as well for all the things that he's accomplished. 
uh, throughout his career. And depending on what happens here uh, as New York goes along, this could be, uh, you know, one of those defining playoff runs for him as well. Yeah, I think it's, to be honest with you, I think it's the perfect storm, right? Like, um, he finally comes to, uh, you know, a city. I mean, it is New York. Everything is bigger here, better here, more uh, on on the front burner. A young, exciting, developing team, as you touched on it, a team that really trusts him, believes in him, listens to him, respects him. Um, I just, I, I think it's really the perfect storm for him. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for the future of this Rangers team, that's for sure. Uh, with that being said... Kristen, uh, give us your view of, you know, the remainder of, of the series. How do you think this is going to play out? Do you think this goes the distance? What's what's uh, what's the game plan here? Yeah, you know, I, I think I had this game when I predicted it. I think I had it going six or seven. So I think we're going, uh, you know, a few more. I do think, again, home ice is going to be huge for the Rangers. Get back, get back in your groove, get back in your rhythm, go back where the magic truly is for this team, which is MSG. We know that Carolina has been such a great, um, you know, home team. Now let's see what they can do on the road. I don't think you're really in trouble if you're, if you're in New York until you've lost a game at home. If you lose game three, yeah, maybe you're starting to sweat a little. But I think you come home, you grab a couple wins, hey, you know what, you're back in a best of three. And that's, uh, you know, you worked really hard throughout the regular season to put yourself in good position. It's, you know, seeding is what it is. And, yeah, you're going to have to go back to Raleigh and, and you're going to have to steal one on the road here at some point. But right now, don't worry about that. You're just going to come home. You're going to do what you do best. You're going to get, you know, if you're in New York, you're going to be vying for a couple of wins, even things up. And I, I think that with the way that Carolina is maybe a little spooked a little bit more on the road, they don't really have their best stuff. Uh, they feed off their home crowd a whole ton as well. So uh, I think as New York takes this series back, the big thing, the defining thing will be just recognizing that it is a huge opportunity. It's a huge two games coming up for them and just knowing that these are they're kind of must win because you don't want to be in a position where you only win one and then you have to go back and your back's against the wall uh, in Raleigh because that's just not, uh, you know, that's not a, a position that you want to be in. If you have to go back there, uh, you know, and and you just rather that it be for for Game Seven. So that should be, uh, I think, New York's mindset. And knowing the way that Gallant will have them prepared, uh, there's no doubt that they'll make the most of their chance. Kristen, great stuff. Really, really thrilled that you're on with us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.